Um, and uh, I didn't know that you guys were doing a series. And uh, I just pray that this is going to tie in with what you got. Because how many of you know that God has got bigger plans than you've got? And the, the reason why He's got bigger plans than you got is because He's got a bigger brain than you got. <laughs> and I'm glad that God's got a bigger brain than I have because... Man, if I was God, you'd be, you'd be scared. <laughs> you'd be scared. But thank you, Jesus. Uh, let's pray. Father, we just want to thank you for this amazing time that we have, Lord God, to look at your word and, and just to press into you a little bit more. And uh, Lord God, we just uh, thank you for one another. Thank you for this amazing space. Thank you for Ecopus Wellington, Father. Thank you, Lord God, that you strategically placed them right here in this part of Wellington because you've got a purpose, you've got a dream for this church. And we pray, Lord God, as we tap into you, as we look to you, Father, that you just shift something in our hearts, Lord God, that will draw us closer to you, that, Lord God, that the dreams and the vision and the passion and the destiny you have for each one of us individually and corporately, Lord God, will come to pass in Jesus' name. And if you agree with that, can you say amen? Amen. Amen. So good. Um, how many of you know that, that, that God, no, when He made you, he didn't, he didn't just pull a number out from the air and say, cool, this is what Chrissy's going to look like. This, this is what Laura's going to look like. No, he had a plan in mind. Even before you were seated in your mother's womb, He really knew your destiny. He really knew the journey that you're going to be on. You know? and, and that's the kind of God we serve. We serve a God who knows your, 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 even before you were created and when you were created, your current reality, your past and your future. He knows everything. And when you hang out with someone like that who knows everything about you, it just gives you confidence, you know, no matter what you go through, whether good, bad or ugly, it gives you a confidence of knowing that, you know, it will be all right. Come on, put your name, it's going to be all right, it's going to be great. You know, journey that God puts us on is always a great journey, but I guess the, the biggest challenge for us, you know, realizing the things that God has promised us, that God has spoken to our lives, is what you're thinking about. Come on, push your neighbor and say, what are you thinking about? You know, what you think about is so important, you know, and, and you know, there, there's this saying that, that, that goes like this, you know, you are what you eat. Now, don't look at your neighbor, you know, uh, you know, but I think there's one step we need to take before that. You know, you are what you think. Because, you know, you're what you think. Because if you're not thinking about stuff, you know, uh, unless you're a crazy Asian like some, some Asians I know, you know, they don't think about stuff, they just gorge their mouth with stuff. <laughs> and they wonder, oh, what's happened to me? I've got constipation now, you know. <laughs> it's like, no, but we think about what we want to eat. We think about what we want to do. We think about who we want to marry, who's looking for a spouse. No one, only one. Okay, you guys are all married. How awesome. Very cool. Very cool. I know, I know there's some single people in this house. Yeah, but, but I think, you know, I think what would be good is uh, we can check out the first um, scripture for the morning. It's found in Romans chapter 8, uh, verses 5 to 8, reading from the uh, New King James Version. It says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death. Wow, that's strong words. But to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Who wants life and peace? I think life and peace is a whole lot better than death and separation, right? You know, and then verse 7 says, you know, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So what Paul is saying, is he's describing an incredible truth to, to the Christians in his day and, and, and in, in, in the future as well. He says, now, if you live according to your own way, if you live according to the, 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 the things of the world, you know, it's not only going to be displeasing to God, you're separated from God. So the, the first place of separation starts not in your locality, not, not in your dreams, but it's, it's in your thoughts. You know, uh, where is God in your thoughts? 
and, and you know, the Bible just described in Romans chapter 8, you know, how powerful your mind really is. Because if you set your mind onto something, how many of you know you're going to achieve it? And if you set your mind to it, you can actually do it. So your mind actually determines how you live and where you're going to end up in life. How you live and how you end up in life. You know, um, who, who's got some God-sized dreams that's not realized yet? Uh, we all should have some, you know. If you haven't got some, come keep pressing in. You know, uh, God has, you know, the Bible says He's put eternity into our hearts even before the creation of time. God's got huge dreams for you. And the only way we're going to get it is we're going to align our thinking with His thinking. You know, Romans chapter 12, verse 2 in the NIV says, Do not be conformed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. How many of, you, how many of us do it daily, weekly, monthly, yearly, or, you know, or we do it once in a blue moon? You know, we got to do it constantly. You know, because the thing is, until you, 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 you align your thoughts with the thoughts of Jesus, then you're actually living your own life your way. Who thinks that's a good idea? No, it's, not, it's a bad idea. You know, but the thing is, you know, feelings, you know, uh, any emotional people in the house, you know, the feelings really grab you and, and, and sometimes you just don't know what came over you. You just did something drastic, something that's out of character and when you see your friends behaving like that, you know, you never talk like that, you never behave like that and they did something crazy like they turn up in work, you know, to work instead of a three-piece suit, they came, you know, in, in, in just you know, a pair of shorts and genitals. And, and, and sometimes the, our, our response would be, what were you thinking about? You know, what's happened? What made you do what you did? It's got to be from a thought. You know, you just don't wake up and just put on your genitals and shorts and just turn up to work, right? You've got to be thinking about it somehow. You know, so the problem is, you know, sometimes, you know, your, your feelings can be sincere and powerful, but uh, it's a little bit off the kilter. You know, like sometimes, you know, you, 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 know, uh, you, 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 you meet some people and, and you look at the, the dinner table, there was a whole bucket of KFC for the whole family. But this guy, he rocks up and he eats a whole lot. <laughs> he eats everything and everybody looking at him, hey, why did you do that? Oh, I just, I just can't, I just, I just don't know. No, there was this feeling that came over me. You know, the smell, the aroma of the KFC. I just couldn't control myself and I'd eat everything. This is like a guy who ate all the moral bars in your pantry. You know, why did you do that? Well, I, I just couldn't help myself, you know. Uh, can you help yourself sometimes? You can't. And the reason why you can't help yourself is because you had a thought. You had a, you, you smelled something, you saw something. You know, it's just like, no, uh, the, the, the chocolate cake. You know, who likes chocolate cake? You, you know, you're not even thinking about chocolate cake, but you, as you, as you were going to work, you walked past a bakery, right? <laughs> something caught your eye, and then you're thinking, whoa, won't it be awesome if I can just have that cake? Come lunchtime, how many of you know you really got that cake? Because something was playing in your mind, right? See, the thing is, you know, your feelings don't just, just arise by itself. Your feelings all come because of a thought. But there's a whole process that if we look at life, you know, it, it's, it's actually very logical because every action comes from a desire. But where does the desire come from? The desire comes from a feeling that you've had. But if you hang around that feeling long enough, it becomes a desire. But before the desire can be a feeling, your feeling had to be a thought. Can you follow me? So you have a thought about something, then if you think about it long enough, it becomes a feeling. And when you feel about it long enough, it becomes a desire. How many know if it comes to that point of desire, you're in trouble? Because when that opportunity presents itself, you're gone. 
you're gone because you, you fall into the temptation because you, it's become a desire now. So desires are pretty strong. But you got to remember, you know, it's, it's, not, it, it's just not at that point because it was something that was brewing for quite a while. It was just like, like you know, that, 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 that guy, you know, he's married, but he had an affair. He can't say to his friends, oh, I don't know how she ended up next to me. I woke up one morning and bam, she was sleeping next to me. How did that happen? You know, so people don't fall into immorality, right? What did they do? They thought about it a, a little bit long enough. So that it became a feeling and they thought, oh, would that be a good idea? You know, would I get caught out and stuff? No, 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 nobody would know. Really? You know, so what happens to that guy? Falls into that trap. And that's what the devil wants to do. And that's how he entices you. And that's how he grows stuff inside you. You see, what you think about, you become. It's, it's quite dangerous, right? So the deal is, you know, before it actually becomes something, you've got to start challenging yourself. Where did this thing come from? Why am I feeling like that? Where did that thought come from? You know, and, and I think, you know, in regards to feelings, come on, you know, sometimes it can be so real. Like, you know, if I want to feel sad, all I got to do is I just got to think about something that's terrible. Some, uh, I got to re just remember a, a, a tragedy, whether it's real or not real. If I hang around that thought long enough, how many of you know the tears will start to fall? You know, and you think, oh, it's so real. But man, come on. Um, we got to do something about how we feel. How many of you know you, you can't just change your, 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 your feelings without changing your thoughts? You know, but that's a challenge, right? It's so difficult to do sometimes because uh, it, it's, it's something that, that's like part of our fallen nature, you know, that we seem to just like jump a few hoops and then we get to that place and we think, what, what's happened? So the thing is, I believe with all my heart, you know, that, that um, desires, while they're they are, they are very genuine sometimes, but they're not the real deal. You know, we just got to hang out with God a whole lot more, see what He says, and just allow the desires, God's desires to be ours. Like, like James chapter 1, verse, verses 13 to 15, it says, uh, let no one say when he's tempted, I'm tempted by God. For God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one, come and say, each one. Each one means, means what? Each one means you, me, right? Each one is not that other one. It's us, right? But each one is tempted when he or she is drawn away by his own evil desires and enticed. Then when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when it's full grown, it brings forth death. See, there are desires that's cooking inside you. Who's got some desires inside you? We all have. Come on, let's, let's be, be honest. But the, the challenge is where did those desires come from? You know, and that's how temptation works sometimes. You know, when you desire something long enough, you know, and, and we don't, we don't cor bring correction, we don't hang around people, we're not accountable to people, and we're just doing life by ourselves in isolation. You can be in a crowd like that, but you can still be isolated. You know, you can still be doing your own thing. You know, and, and the challenge of coming to this space is not, it's, it's like God... Let my thinking be aligned to yours. You see, every Sunday service, every vision night, you know, like, like every e-group meetings you have or every shout conference you go to or equip more or stronger, you know, these are spaces that, that God has provided for us to, to bring our alignment to His alignment in terms of our thinking. You know, you see, the thing is when you start desiring the things of God, when, when you start challenging the, the thoughts that you have, you know, like, like who's offended some people before in your life? Who's offended you before in your life? You know, like, okay, so say, talk about Johnny. Say, if Johnny offended me, you know, and, and I, I start thinking, oh, Johnny, why did you do that? Why did you say that? You know, did you have to do that? You didn't have to, but you did it. Made me look bad, made me feel stink, you know, and, 
and I keep dwelling there. How many of you know if you dwell in that space, you're gonna, you, you're gonna give birth to something that you're gonna regret, you know? So instead of saying, oh, I'm gonna bring that thought and I, I'm gonna submit to the authority of Jesus Christ and I'm gonna reject that thought. You know, how many of us actually do that when we get offended? You know, we don't, don't say, God, I choose to forgive. God, I choose to release grace. God, I choose to understand Him. You know, so until we, we you know, we, we start aligning our thoughts like that, we'll be doing our own thing. But the thing is, if you start thinking like that, if you start aligning your thoughts like that, that's, that's when you start wanting God in your life. And when you want God in your life, you'll be thinking about God thoughts a whole lot more, kingdom thoughts a whole lot more. And when you start thinking about that kind of stuff, guess what? You're giving God permission to move in your life, to do things that you can't even dream about. Like I was talking to Sarah this morning as I was coming in. You know, I was just reminded about the three Ghanaians. They're going back to, to Ghana. Why are they going to, after spending about a year or two, I think in Auckland, they're going back to plant churches. You know, they're going back to do a whole lot of things, you know, that they never ever dreamed they could do. But when they put themselves in the space, you know, like in Auckland, Equipus, you know, where they're in the environment, where they're, they're being spoken into, where they're being ministered into, something is seeded inside them. And that seed becomes a thought. Now, I can't do this. I never saw it before. But I can see something now. And, and the, the challenge is, you know, I just want to encourage you, never miss a Sunday. Never miss an e-group. Never miss, you know, the, the gathering, you know, of, 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 of you guys as a church. Because when you gather, something shifts in your heart. Something shifts in your thinking. Something shifts in your attitude. Something shifts in your heart. You know, so when you get offended, come on, just do the biblical thing. Forgive. How hard is that? The only reason why it's hard is because you're thinking the wrong stuff. But if you're thinking the right stuff, no, then you can't forgive. It's easy. It's not hard. You know, so, um, you know, in Proverbs 27, sorry, Proverbs 23 and verse 7, it says, as he or she thinks in his heart, so is he or her. <laughs> what does it mean? You're who you think. You're who you're, you're, you're or what your thoughts are. You see, so the, rea the reality is, you know, the thoughts that you have, you know, where do they come from? Now, if you put yourself in environments like the three Ghanaians or even like, like Simon uh, who, who, who came up to um, Auckland and now he's a Bible college student and, and he's finishing, I think, this year and is heading back to Germany soon. You know, Pastor Jürgen is going to be in for a shock because there's a possibility, there's a possibility that he might not go back to Jürgen's church. He might be planting a church with somebody else in Munich. There's a possibility. But you see, when God does something, it will bring about a flow. You know, Pastor Jürgen want to be happy, but when he catches the heart of Simon, you know, he might still go back. I don't know, you know. But, you know, God has, is able to birth something inside us if we align our thinking with His. You see, the thing is, if we don't align our thinking with His and those desires that, that are brewing in our heart, you know, you know, it's dangerous because, like I said, when that opportunity presents itself, we, we, we're gone. It's all game over. If we allow our thoughts to be transformed into feelings that are not right, and those feelings become a desire, because your desire will eventually give birth to an action. You know, so the thing is, I, I, you know, like, like Jesus was talking about, um, in, in, how many of you know in the New Testament, it's a higher standard? Because in the Old Testament, you know, you, you, you're, you're, not, you're not an adulterer until you did the act. Right, that's Old Testament. But New Testament, Jesus is saying is, if you think about it, if you agree about it in your heart, you've done the deed, right? Why do you think Jesus is saying that? I, I think mainly for no, reason number one is because he wants, he wants your thoughts. He knows that your thoughts can either make you or break you. So he wants your thoughts. God wants your thinking. He wants you to be thinking, you know, higher than what a, a Pharisee would. 
Because if you're thinking the way he is, you, know, you, you, will, you will catch yourself out. Man, that thought is, is, is a terrible thought. You know, I have some thoughts sometimes, you know, that's, that's so way out that I won't say it to anybody. You know why? Because that's not me. You see, who, who gets random thoughts sometimes? Who gets crazy thoughts sometimes? But how many of you know you are not your thoughts? You know, you are a creation of God. You've been made in His image and His likeness. You are born again. You know, you are filled with the Spirit of God. Come on. You know, we've got to have those kind of thoughts. So when Jesus raised the standards, it's a good thing. You know, and, and um, the, the, the thing is, God's not just after your action. So often what we want to do is we want to change our behavior. We want to change the action. That's not going to work. Because, like I said, if you don't go back to your thought life, and start making changes there, you can change all the actions you like, you won't get anywhere. But when you change the way you think, you know, and you change the way you begin to, 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 to um, I just had this thought. Who's been to another country before? You flew into another country, but how many of you know before you get into the country, you got to go through customs? You got, to, you got to go through immigration, right? You can't just walk in and, and, and just do whatever you like, right? You got to present your passport and then what the officer will do is look at your passport and look at his computer and do a quick check on you and then he says, okay, cool, you're allowed, you come in, right? Is it something like that? Yeah, yeah, you know? And what I was going to say is, you know, we all need to set up an imaginary immigration department in our head. We have to, because we can't allow everything that we, we hear and we, we, we see come into our lives. Who loves Shortland Street? <laughs> you know, that, that, that TV program has messed up so many, I mean, I say so many, there's, there's enough people that I know that's just messed up with Shortland Street. But, but it's just like, you know, they've got their own immigration system and they, when they look at something immoral, something that's not right, something that's totally unchristian, but they're going, allow, 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 allow. I allow this, I allow that, you know, we keep allowing it, you know. But the challenge is, when you hear something, when it goes through your immigration system, what are you going to do? You've got to think about it. And oh man, that's not right, so if it's not right, I'm not going to allow it. I'm not going to let it come in anymore. I'm not going to even entertain that thought. You see, the thing is, when we start entertaining thoughts, that's what, ha what happened to Adam and Eve in the Garden of, of Eden. They start talking and this, to the devil, start entertaining his ideas and stuff like that, and they get messed up. You know, so if you don't want a messed up life, man, you've got to put some stops somewhere. You've got to get your immigration department working in your brain because what the enemy will do is he will sow seeds of, of doubt. He will sow seeds of enticement, seeds of temptation in your life. But then your responsibility is what? Be the immigration officer. Come on, push your name and say, you've got to be an immigration officer. Come on, you've got to be an immigration officer. You know, what, what you see sometimes, you've got to say, nah, nah, that's not allowed, man. That's, that's illegal. Yeah, it's illegal. I'm not going down there. You see, but how do you get your thoughts aligned with God's? You know, if you do nothing, then you get nothing, right? But sometimes, you know, not being legalistic, but come on, you know, if, you, if you've got no time to read your Bible and you're doing stuff, come on, just turn it on, on the audio. Listen to it. You know, the more you listen to it, the more you're drawn to the voice of God. The, the more you're drawn to scriptural truth and principles. You know, not preferences. You know, sometimes you know, as Christians, you know, we live by Christian preference instead of Christian principles. You know, oh, in this church, you know, we don't like loud music. So if you want to come to this church, you've got to be soft. And how many of you know that that's, that's, that's not a principle? It's a preference. You know, and sometimes how we do Christianity is like, like you know, we, we, we turn our preferences into principles and principles into preferences. And then we wonder why there's no joy in this place. You know, there's no joy, there's no fun. Because we just did it the other way around. 
You know, come on, let's get our thinking right. What about, you know, like, like who's got Hands High album? I think that's a great album. You know, just stick in your car, stick in, you know, just listen to Christian music. You'll be surprised what it does to you. Because the more you listen to scripture, whether it's scripture from the scriptures or scripture from song, you know, you're aligning your thoughts. And that's when you start having a desire. How many of you got friends or, or even uh, in your own journey, you know, you, you, you hit a point where you, you just felt, oh, I just got no desire for church anymore. I got no desire for the things of God anymore. What, did you just wake up and just realize that one day? No, no, no. Things were, were sort of like brewing in the background, you know, because maybe you got offended with somebody. Somebody didn't greet you the way you want to be greeted, you know, and, you know, you stood on somebody's tail or something like that. But instead of just doing the Christian thing, you know, oh, forgive me, you know, I'm sorry I said that to you. I didn't mean to do it, you know, but something, sometimes you just can't control what comes out from our mouth. You know, but we can control what we want to come up to. So if, if it needs an apology, come on, sow that apology. Come on, let's, let's do it uh, the Christian way. But if you're not thinking about, about stuff, uh, then, then you're doing life yourself. Like Matthew 18, we all know Matthew 18. If your brother sins against you, then you go. But we prefer to talk to somebody else. You know, we talk, we'd rather talk to Tom, Dick and Harry and Mary and, and, and now there's about half a dozen people hating that person now, you know. And, and we wonder why church is not going well. This is like crazy. Come on, let's not do stuff out of preference. Let's do stuff you know, out, of, out of principle. You know? The thing about God is, you know, you know, He wants your life to be truthful and fruitful. You know, the thing is, if there's no fruit in your life, you know, we just got to pull back. We just got to rewind some stuff and, and get to the place where, where did I get that thought from? Why, why is there no desire inside me? Now, what's wrong with my thinking? So we, we don't challenge ourselves, right, often. What's wrong with my thinking? We always, th we always think, what's wrong with you? You know, every time you point a finger, there's about three more pointing back at you. You know, what are we doing with our own life, you see? But where you set your mind is actually where you're going to live. Yeah. So, we've got, we got some decisions to make, right? But come on, let those decisions come from a personal, intimate, personal relationship with Jesus because God's got stuff for you. He's got things that's beyond your, your comprehension. I mean, like just in, 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 in our region, you know, we all know the Bola and, and Courtney's coming. How many of you know they're not coming for a holiday? You know? And I think they're coming because there's destiny that's, that's calling out from the inside. And then we've got brown steel coming too. For those that, that don't know brown steel, some people know him as brown fudge. You know? Uh, some people call him vitamin B. You know, that's Byron March. And he'll be, he and his family is coming down in the middle of December. No, they're not coming down for a holiday too. You know, they're coming up because they're on a mission. There's something that's birthed inside them. You know, and this is with the Wellington region. I, I don't know what will come out of that. But how many of you know that, that we're just not one church in two locations here, Lohan and Wellington? We are one church in at least 16 locations nationally. You know, can you imagine what God's going to do with that kind of unity? It's going to be like mind-boggling. But so, you know, the, the mentality of, oh, them and us don't even exist. If you're thinking like that, that's dumb thinking. You know, we just got to set our thinking right. If your thought processes are, are, are right, it's healthy. How many, how many of you know, you know, that, that it's going to work out for you? You see, would you believe me if I said to you, it's God's plan to prosper you? Oh, they say, oh, there he goes about the prosperity gospel again. You just got to read your Bible properly. God wants to bless you. You see, the thing is, if you walk in relationship with him, right? And, you know, what does that mean? If you walk in relationship with him, it means he loves you. If he loves you, what does that mean? He wants to bless you. The Bible says we live under an open heaven. So if you live under an open heaven, how can you not be blessed? 
you know, Psalm 133 says, no, if, if, if we dwell in unity, God will command a blessing. How many of you know if God commands something, nothing can change that? You know, if God commanded it, you're going to have it whether you like it or you don't like it. That's why being a Christian is so good. I don't have to think about how God's going to bless me because that's His domain. All I got to do is just do what He tells me to do. You see, the thing is sometimes as Christians, you know what we want to do? We want to, we want to learn how to describe the Holy Spirit. You know, we want to describe the person of God. And we, we come up with all sorts of, of ideas of, of who God is and what He is and blah, blah, blah. But, but the main thing about God and the Holy Spirit is all He's after is just your obedience, not how you can describe Him. Our description of God is not as important as our obedience. And that's what He wants. So come on, let's obey Him from our head to a heart and let it become an action. So like I said, you know, what's the process? The process is all starts with a thought. And your thoughts, if you keep thinking about it, develops into a feeling. And your feeling, if you don't, if you keep going down that track, if you, if you feel like it long enough, it becomes a desire. And your desire will give birth to an action, right? So where you are right now today is because of that process. I can guarantee you that. Every single one of you, including me, we've all gone through that process, whether intentionally or unintentionally, we've gone through that process and we are where we are. We landed in the place where we are right now because of that our process, our internal process. But I want to challenge you this day to just open up the whole process, think about it from a Christian perspective and put God right in the middle of it. When you put God right in the middle of it, how many of you, you won't be disappointed. Sure, it might not be exactly how you're going to see it pan out in your life, but how many of you know God's got a better way to engineer your life and to position you and to put things into your life and to produce something inside you that can make a sound, that can make a statement to this city of Wellington that Jesus is alive and He loves people. You know, and I, I believe with all my heart as we begin to, 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 to go through that, that process well, you got to do it regularly. you got to do it daily. And how often do you eat? Every day. Who has three square meals a day? Duncan has. Laura has. See, if, you, if you're like me, Asians, we have five. <laughs> I used to do that when I was in Malaysia, but not anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like Asians are crazy. Why eat five? When, when I go back, you know, I... I you know, people say, oh, let's go out for a meal. I've just eaten. Oh, let, let's go out for, you know, no, no, I've eaten. I'm all right, man. <laughs> Life is more than just food. But how many, hey, if you've not signed up for, for the dinner on, on what, Friday, you need to. Yeah, it's tonight. Come on, say tonight. Oh, who's not signed up yet? Can I see your hands? I'm not setting you up. Come on. But this is what church is all about. It's not just about Sundays, it's about doing life. And that's why I like what, what Sam always says about church. Church isn't a whole bunch of people doing life together and challenging each other to go higher and deeper in God. But if you can't get that thinking, then you become religious. Any religious people in the house? We can pray for you afterwards. <laughs> and we need to be set free from our thought life. You know, don't be a prisoner of your thoughts. God wants to release you. God wants to bless you. And I believe today, you know, if you are here this morning and, and, and your thought life, you know it's messed up. You know it's not aligning with the Word of God and in your relationship with Him. No, we just want to pray for you. So this is your moment right now. Can we all please stand to our feet? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we just want to honor your name right now. We want to thank you, Lord God, that you call us out of darkness into your wonderful light. Thank you, Jesus, that you didn't leave us to our own devices, but Lord God, you did something, Lord God. You touched our heart. You begin to reveal yourself. You gave us a revelation of who you are. And that's why we're here today, Father. We didn't come, Lord God, because we have to. 
Lord God, we came because we wanted to. And Lord God, we come, Lord God, with one heart. Lord God, we come, Lord God, with one desire. And that's, Lord God, to honour you and to bless you. Father, I just want to thank you for this amazing church. Thank you, Lord God, for John and Chrissy and for, the, for his core leadership team and, and for everyone that serves, Lord God, and everyone who, who's a part of this amazing church. Father, Lord God, I just want to release, Lord God, a blessing over them. Lord God, that's even, Lord God, you bless them more than you're going to bless me, Father. Lord God, I just release them to you, Father. I just want to pray, Lord God, for every single one, Father, because this altar call needs to be for everybody, Father. And I include myself in this too, Father. And I just want to pray as we lift our hands to you, Lord God, we're saying, God, Lord God, we want to give you our thoughts. Lord God, we want to give you our heart, but Lord God, we need to give you our thoughts as well, Father. Lord God, grab a hold, Lord God, of our mind. Grab a hold, Lord God, of our thinking. Grab a hold of our brain, Father. Lord God, that we will not, Lord God, begin to do life the way we think, Father. But Lord God, help our thinking be aligned to your thinking. Lord God, that's our heart's cry today, Father. If nothing's achieved, but, but just only that, Lord God, that's aligning our thinking with your thinking, Lord God, it's going to be a great Sunday. So Father, I just want to bless you, Lord God, and I just begin to release all these people to you as I lift them before the throne of grace. I pray, Lord God, every challenge, every lie of the devil, Lord God, every, every stronghold, every wrong thought, every, every, everything, Lord God, that's against your scripture, Father God, we break it in Jesus' name. And Father God, we just want to, Lord God, just give you the canvas, Lord God, of our, of, our, of, our, of, our, of our thoughts, Lord God, that you can paint, Lord God, whatever you want, Lord God, on the canvas today, Father. And I pray, Lord God, as you begin to do that, Lord God, there'll be a joy that will well up inside us, Lord God. There'll be just a desire of wanting more and more of you in our lives, Father. So I thank you, God, for what you're doing, Lord God, in this campus. I want to thank you, God, for the amazing future, Lord God, that, 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 that this, this church is walking into, Father. So right now, Lord God, where we are, Lord God, we are current reality. We are saying, God, let your will be done, Father God. Let your will be done in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, we thank you. Come on. I, I think, you know, if you know that word was for you, I just want you to just maybe over the next 20 seconds say something to God. Ask God to do something with what you've heard this morning. Come on. you got 10 seconds. 20 seconds. surrender my life turned away from Buddhism got kicked out of my home because of that I thought God I thought I was honoring you and this happens to me but how many of you know you know when I look back now I just, I just could see his hand working in my life all through the years and when I thought you know, that I was all by myself I was wrong I just had stupid stinking thinking thinking I was all by myself <laughs> but God was there all the time 
helped me and he even comforted me and I didn't feel comforted but he, he was comforting me and he actually brought an amazing result after about 30 years at the age of 70 over a phone call me and uh, I was living in Wanimara in Lower Hutt, and my mother was living in uh, with my sister in Melbourne and over the phone I landed to Christ thing I said to her, Mom, can you remember what you did to me? <laughs> you, know, um, you, know, you know, God's bigger than your thinking, man. What you think is impossible, God says it's possible. You know, so like if you're here and you, you've not given your life to Jesus, the Bible is strange to you, coming to church is strange to you, and you might be thinking you're among strange people, you're not. You're in a safe place. You're in a safe place. You know, so I just want to give you an opportunity to respond you know, to, to Jesus. And he was saying, Boone, uh, please pray for me. I, I want to establish a relationship with him. And that's a great thing you can do. That's the best thing you can ever do. And I'm just going to come to three. And if it's you, just take your hand up in there. And when I see that hand, and I'll, I'll pray with you. We all pray with you. And we're all going to welcome you into a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Who thinks that's a good idea? Cool. Some people do. So, so that's awesome. So I'm just going to come to three. Very simple. You know, with every eye closed, head bow, one, if you receive Jesus, two, He loves you so much, three, come on, if you want Him in your life, just stick your hand up in the air, and once I see it, you can put your hands down. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, we acknowledge you. We lift up your name in this place. And Lord, I just want to thank you that everyone in this room are believers. Lord, God, they love you. They didn't have to be here, but Lord, God, they wanted to be here. So, Father, I pray that you just honor them because they've honored you by coming they've worshipped you and and I just want to just encourage you as a church you know um, can, can we make it a plan an inten- intentional plan to invite at least one person every Sunday you see things will not happen if you're not thinking about it right but if you keep thinking about it how many of you know that you'll have some friends that are so close to you but so far away from God that actually needs Jesus and all you got to do is you know you don't need to convert them that's not your responsibility it's not even my responsibility it's not even Jordan's responsibility or Chris's you know it's God's responsibility but what we can do is just put them in where they can ex- actually experience God themselves and just allow the Holy Spirit to do His work. And all we got to do is just invite. You know, and I say the same thing to my own church as well. We just got to invite people a whole lot more. It, Sunday is not just for you. Let's be honest. It's not just for me. It's for our city. It's for our cities, for our region. Amen.